up and out at me like involuntary claws. That's good, I said. I stood there a moment longer until it felt like an established fact. She was my mother and I was her daughter. I thought we could go forward from this into our usual unpleasant encounter. I walked over to the windows and began to draw up the metal blinds by the increasingly threadbare cloth tape that bound them. Outside, the yard of my childhood was so overgrown it was difficult to make out the original shapes of the bushes and trees, those places I had played with other children until my mother's behavior began to garner a reputation outside our house. She steals, my mother said. My back was to her. I was looking at a vine that had crawled into the huge fir tree in the corner of the yard and consumed the shed where my father had once done carpentry. He had always been happiest inside that space. On my darkest days, I had come to imagine him there, laboriously sanding the round wooden globes that had replaced all his other projects. Who steals? That bitch! I knew she was talking about Mrs. Castle. The woman who daily made sure my mother had woken up, who brought her the Philadelphia Inquirer, and not infrequently cut flowers from her own yard and placed them in plastic, iced tea pitchers that wouldn't shatter if my mother knocked them over. That's not true, I told her. Mrs. Castle is a lovely woman who takes good care of you. What happened to my blue pigeon forge bowl? I knew the bowl and realized I had not seen it for weeks. In my youth, it had always held what I thought of as imprisoned food. Walnuts and Brazil nuts and filberts that my father would crack and dig out with a tiny fork. I gave it to her mother. I lied. You what? She's been so wonderful and I knew she liked it, so I just gave it to her one day when you were napping. Help doesn't come free, I felt like telling her. These people owe you nothing. My mother looked at me. It was a horrible, bottomless look. She pouted first, her lower lip jutting out and then quivering. She was going to cry. I left the room and walked to the kitchen. Whenever I came, I found good reason to spend many of the hours I was supposed to be with my mother in every room of the house but the one in which she sat. I heard the low moan begin that I'd been hearing all my life. It was a moan, the notes of which were orchestrated to elicit pity. My father had always been the one to run to her. After his death, it fell to me. For more than twenty years, with greater or lesser diligence, I'd been attending to her rushing over when she called, saying her heart would burst, or taking her on increasing rounds of doctor's visits as she aged. Late in the afternoon of that day, I was in the screened-in back porch, sweeping out the straw mat. I had left the door open a crack so that I could hear her. Then, into the cloud of dust that surrounded me, came the unmistakable odor of shit. My mother had needed to go to the bathroom but couldn't get up. I dropped the broom and ran to my mother. She had not, as I may have momentarily hoped, died and suffered the resultant loosening of bowels, dead in her own home as she might have wished. Instead, she sat in her chair, having soiled herself. Number two, she said. This time the smile was different than the smile of bitch. Bitch had had life to it. This smile was alien to me. It held neither fear nor malice. Often when I recounted to my youngest, Sarah, 
the events of a given day, she told me that no matter how much she loved me, she wasn't going to strip and diaper me when I grew old. I'll hire someone, she said. I've never heard a better incentive for hitting the big time than avoiding that. The smell had filled the room within seconds. I walked back to the porch twice to take in huge drafts of dusty air and could think of nothing else but presenting my mother in the way she would have wanted to be seen. I knew I was going to have to call the ambulance. I knew, as I had for some time, that my mother was heading out of this life. But I did not want her arriving at the hospital caked in shit. I should say I knew she would not want that. And so what mattered most to her throughout her life, appearances, became what mattered most to me. I took a final breath out on the porch and walked back to her. No longer smiling, she was agitated in the extreme. Mom, I said, certain as I said it that she did not recognize...